We want Brooks. Those were the words the first six on the U.S. Ryder Cup team had for Captain Zach Johnson. But the question is, was he ultimately the right pick? And even more so, for a guy like Zach Johnson, was Brooks the easy out to solve a little bit of this live drama? And what does Kepka think about all this? Because we've heard him say something that we've never really heard him say before. So, Mike, we've got a lot that we got to dive into here. Yeah, a lot unfolding. So that means that Scotty Scheffler wanted Brooks? Undoubtedly. In fact, we've got a quote here from Scotty Scheffler, yeah. which we're going to dive into in a second. Okay. And we say that because, realistically, he was the first one in. He was top of the points list. Absolutely. Um, yep. But... Kepka, Kepka being in and on the team is something that th there's no shortage here of controversial picks for this because we dove into it recently. We talked about guys like Keegan Bradley being yep. left off. We, we dove into all that. So there's no shortage. And I, so I'm sure at the end of the day, we will continue to dissect this until the thing plays out and we can all second guess the picks. What's really going to happen is what it comes down to in Rome. And we're going to have to see what happens. And yeah, we've got right. some updates on that. The team has arrived, at least most of the team has arrived for some practice rounds uh, in Rome. But let's first, let's let's go piece by piece with this Kepka pick. Was this really ultimately the right pick? Mm -hmm. And we saw that right up until the last minute, Brooks was, the, was an automatic in. Yeah. As far as points go. He was. He was up there for a while. He was knocking on the door. Because the beginning of the season was, was electric. Masters finished second. Right. Next major, he won it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And remember, these guys, realistically, the only way that they had, these live guys, had an opportunity to get in to uh, the Ryder Cup on their points is how their performance in majors. Mm -hmm. Majors where they were accruing it. Now, a lot of you smartly pointed out in our, our last podcast, we talked about this in the comments, you said, well, there's also some Asian tour events where they could still kind of, but let's be real. Like guys like Brooks, we didn't really even see him on any Asian tour events. Right. He and, just did what he needed to do. Exactly. And, and along with some of these other guys. So the other guys who would have had a, a shot mm -hmm. uh, from Liv would have been effectively, and these are the next on the list, would have been Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Patrick Reed, and Bryson DeChambeau. Do you want to take a guess and see out of that list who had the most points? Points? Yeah. Wow, I'm gonna say Bryson then Phil. Was Phil? Was it because of his Masters performance? It must have been because of his he Masters performance. Well. Yeah. So Phil Mickelson was 37 on the list. Dustin Johnson 40. Patrick Reed 48. Bryson DeChambeau 54. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. So wow. these are the guys who they would have been big time long shots if they were going to be picked. Um, but yeah. Okay. I'll come back to Phil in a second. Let's come back to Phil. But let's just talk about. Kepka, first of all. Yeah. Was he a shoe-in? Was he an automatic in your mind? Yes. Why? Yes. Because I think you need his uh, like mental toughness. I don't know. Something about Brooks, he's like he's a fighter and he's got a pretty decent, you know, uh, singles matchup record in the last three years. I believe believe he's undefeated. Yeah. You know, not so well in the other formats. But I just think when it comes down to it, I think the Ryder Cup is won during heads-up match play. Yeah. And that's when you want him on Sunday. So well, guess, guess. running through his record. So Brooks has been in the last three Ryder Cups, mm -hmm. 2016, 2018, 2021. His overall record is 6-5-1, and one, um, and he's 2-0-1 in singles. He, we've talked about it before. He's got the competitive edge there. We know he's going to be great he's intimidating. in intimidating. He is. You know, he'll get in your head. I think when it comes down to those other ones, it really depends on who he's matched up with. Yeah. But again, these guys really, as I said, wanted him there. Not everyone thinks it was a great pick, though. Uh, 
Brandel Chambly, of course. Of course. He's anti-live forever, and he always will be. His heels are dug in, yep. and he's had yep. some things. We're going to hit you guys with some of those quotes in a second. He said some things uh, that he does not believe that Brooke should be there. Um, but my other question is, and this is something that I've been kind of mulling over, is was did Brooks, out of everybody, did Brooks handle the whole live thing? Was he the model for the right way to handle it if you were going to go to live? And the reason I say that is that he went there, he took the money, you know, he made a lot of money. Yep. Let's be real about mm-hmm. it. And this, this is no matter what your personal beliefs are on live or not, and we want you guys to weigh in. So let us know in the comments, but he, for the most part, kept his mouth largely shut. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. We, Quiet. we heard as we always will hear from Brooks Kepka little funny press conference digs here and there. Like after the merger, he said, I'll see you at the travelers, yep, yep. you know, certain things like that. But he never became the poster boy for one or the other. So for example, when I think poster boys, the face of, I think Phil Mickelson on the side of live. Yep. And I think a guy like Rory, Rory McElroy on the other side, yep. they're, destinies in a lot of ways seem forever tied because they've said so much to one or the other tour. Yeah, they've been vocal. Absolutely. Now we recently did an entire episode diving into what the future holds mm-hmm. for this. We've heard this, this, uh, a lot of very credible leaks saying that the tours will be coming together with 18 combined events. Uh, we did a whole show on that. So go check that out if you want to be brought up to speed. Um, but you get a guy like Rory who said, I will rather retire than play for live, which then forces a situation where now they almost have to like create some sort of other entity, other name where it's not live of for course. these combined events. Right. But Brooks, he, he waited really until the last minute. He was a surprise. No one thought he was going. He went over to live. No real big show about it, anything like that. He just seemed to just all of a sudden be playing over there. We had the full swing Netflix where... Which showed him like breaking down as a human. Exactly. Um, which there's certain things in there that rub some people the wrong way, of like him forgetting who won the Masters. I'm sure that dig will happen in the locker room I'm in sure. a couple of weeks. And you're always going to be, with Brooks, <laughs> you're always going to be good for that. Yep. But I don't think that's enough for him to distance himself where other players don't want to be in the same locker room as him. Right. 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 Um, and if anything, he kind of said he went to live because he thought his game would not recover from injuries. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but you could always tell that it was never like, a, it was never a, it's not any type of moral or other stance, him going to live right very much where you have like a guy like I mean, Phil who was, go, who was explicitly saying he was rah, rah, live and going over there to kind of teach the PGA tour a lesson for the gripes he had against the PGA tour. Right, yep. Like the way the compensation, the, the money, the, the way that they use image and likeness, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. Kepka largely stayed out of that. And it makes me wonder, was that the right model? Did he go about this in, in the way that he can come out of this effectively smelling like roses? He's a win-win because now the guys all still like him and they still want him on the team. Yeah, I think so. I think you're absolutely right. I think he is. I think he's the closest now to the tour players as one of the live guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think anyone else is, is in tight. You know, you think about all the other names down the roster. I don't think a lot of these guys like Phil still. A lot of these guys don't like Reed. Well, we saw it on full swing. Remember, even R- Rory and some of these guys, the yeah. things they had to say about Phil. Mm-hmm. And Zach Johnson put a very heavy emphasis on chemistry for when it came to this team. Of course. Right? You need and it. Whether, well, whether or not that ends up being the right move. <sighs> 
You know, because we've seen before with other teams, uh, even like past European teams, where there wasn't necessarily great chemistry, but the guys, they, they, the guys who were picked were the guys who were the best for that moment. Yeah, and they mm-hmm. kind of rose to the occasion. Um, but going back to this, what what the captain Zach Johnson said, he said um, uh, the only thing that was said about Brooks with the guys. Uh, specifically the top six that made our t- uh, the team on their own merit was we want Brooks Kepka to play for Team USA. There it is. So there it is. Mm-hmm. There's no denying now that there's no animosity. There's nothing like that. So the other guys, and these guys want to win, mm-hmm. right? I think that they saw Kepka's strong record, his strong performance in the early part of the season, and the fact that there's no love lost was what put him in that position. Yeah, and I was I've been trying to think like, you know, why was Dustin Johnson overlooked? Why were some of these guys overlooked? But Brooks truly was the best live player this year if you had to pick one for the Ryder Cup. Well, that's what I'm saying. The other question I have is, was this effectively the easy out for Zach yeah, Johnson? Yeah, because he needed to pick one probably. You, to a certain extent, it would have been very obvious if no live guys were selected. It would have been an obvious Especially a guy who was just on the cusp of points. Right. And that's why I'm saying, did Kepka do Zach Johnson the biggest possible favor by putting himself where he did with the points? Yeah, probably. Right? Think about about these other guys that we listed off, right? Dustin Johnson, Bryson Shambo specifically. Mm -hmm. Both had... Good performances over at Live. Yeah. So it's not like these guys where we talked recently about Justin Thomas's very visible struggles, Mm -hmm. right? We didn't necessarily see that. Where we see was that Dustin Johnson and Bryson DeChambeau didn't play particularly well in the four majors. Right. Right. But they did have some good shows. Bryson DeChambeau with a 58, Mm -hmm. right? Mm Mm-hmm. Because they were not accruing any points, they were way down there. Like I said, Dustin Johnson, number 40 in the points list. Bryson DeChambeau, number 54. They almost, it's, almost in that way, it's, it's making Zach Johnson's life easy. That At he's that like, point, I don't have yeah, to pick them they're because out. they're so far down the line. There's way right? better guys, yep. But what I'm saying is, what if Kepka had a similar season? What if Kepka had a dominant season on Liv, but did terrible in the four majors, right? Now, hmm. you have multiple guys, live guys, yep. who would have been way down in the official points, but in the un- unofficial kind of big picture, would have been like, hey, wait a minute, Zach. You got, you got Bro- uh, Brooks playing well. You got Bryson playing well. You got DJ playing well. Why are none of them picked? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. By Kepka playing as well as he did, he gave Zach the easy out to say, he's, he's, a guy, he's the right guy. The team supports him. And now I've got a, I got hey I got a live guy on the team right right yeah what would if it was the other way I would love to, I mean well, I well we can only surmise because it wasn't that's right. not how it played out mm-hmm. but yeah it's true if you think about it like that that's real interesting but yeah I mean you win a major in a Ryder Cup year yeah I don't care what tour you play on right especially when you come in first and second in majors yeah you're gonna be on the Ryder Cup and uh, this most likely will be the last time we ever have to have this conversation probably. because now if it plays out the way that we expect it to which is with the with live and the PGA Tour coming together on the, under this umbrella mm-hmm. and then f- official world golf rankings coming back across the board yep. mostly we'll see what happens with live but at least for these 18 events the cream will rise to the top once again no doubt right and you'll have uh, the same scenario where you'll have the top guys yeah you, know, you will and it. next year the tours won't be merged yet 
according to that leak. But we will have but a presence. not a Ryder Cup. But we have a Presidents Cup. Yes. So I'm curious to see if like Cam John, uh, Cam Smith, and some of those Australian names, Mark Leishman, are there. We'll see. I have very little doubt that we'll be having the same conversation in a year with the Presidents Cup because they'll know, right? Unless, unless there have also been some rumors floating around that Live will get wor- official world rankings in 24 to prepare for 25 yeah. because these 18 elevated whatever tours and control is going to name it right. elevated whatever you want to call it events will be based on world rankings and a few ex- extra exemptions um but again i i think that largely what we saw here was that um brooks made ev- his life easy zach johnson was able to put a live guy on the team that the rest of the team supports and that it would be very hard to make a case against him based yeah. on that. It was the easiest decision for Zach ever. In a lot of ways. Uh, and JT1 was probably the most difficult. Yeah. So, But I'll tell you what, no matter what, what it boils down to is that we have an absolute heater of a Ryder Cup oh, I'm in excited. front of us. Like, who's Brooks going to go up against? Is he going to pair him with Rory? That would be an electric Hovland, hottest guy on the planet. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, who, who, how are these matchups going to come? When do we find those out anyway? Uh, we're going to get much closer before they start matching them up. We go, the yeah. most likely. But the, the thing with that, too, is you're right. Look at the top three guys on the European side. You've got Rom, uh, Rory, Rory, and Hovland. Hovland. Strong. But we even what we did is we put a poll out there for you guys of – who you know who's going to win this thing and this is your evidence if it's going to be a heater this is this poll is close we got a lot of votes it could really yeah. come down to mm-hmm. going either way and ultimately that's what we want that's as fans want. we want that excitement the we worst thing that. in the world is a boring rider cup that ends yeah. like 14 to like you know three you know <laughs> right i don't want that we don't want to see the blowout so right. let's talk about this i, I want to cover a couple more quick things before we dive into in a second we'll talk even about t- tiger status for this yeah um but the mm-hmm. one thing i want to say is like we've talked a lot about the pick and about whether it was the right pick or not but what does kepka have to say about all this mm-hmm. right and um interesting quote you don't you don't see this out of kepka very often he said uh it's the most nervous i've ever been in a golf tournament uh, was teeing it up at the Ryder Cup. I've enjoyed it, and every time I've played, I've just tried and go and get a point for the team. Interesting, right? Because we always think about Brooks as being like the ultimate, like the the, the killer, the lone wolf. Nothing phases right? me, right? And he's out there, like he says, yeah. he doesn't even practice for PGA well, Tour events. I'm I'm f- mm-hmm. all major focus. We see his his you know social media posts of his the the empty shelves and where his majors are gonna go. You don't usually think of him as a team guy or or like almost like and i'm not and i'm not saying this in any way of a knock but like playing for merit type of guy he seems like he's out there to fill his trophy case with whatever and by all means whatever your motivation is that's great right sure but he's saying it's not playing in the majors which we all think we i do all i think is brooks kepka majors not playing in the majors where he's most nervous it's the Ryder Cup. I would agree with that. If I've never played in a Ryder Cup, nor will I ever, yeah. but I got to imagine you'd rather let yourself down than your team in any type of scenario. Like you go out there, you're an individual sport, and you just let yourself down. Yes, you have a team, a caddy, a coach, and all that stuff, Yeah, but you don't want to let your teammates down in route to a Ryder Cup victory. I think I would be extremely nervous that week. And I think that that's why you're going to see not only guys like Justin Thomas who want to play hard. To, to that's why you got to get some veterans, right? But you, you're going to have... Yeah, and veterans are often what help you know we saw this years ago with like Seve on the european team right would paired up with a lot of rookies and he would kind of 
walk them and coach them through and make them better. You know, rookies on the Ryder Cup are an interesting th- uh, thing to watch because they can either be lights out, right, jazzed, amped, or just lost. Yeah, like we have Wyndham Clark. I'm curious. You know what I mean? But you get you get the right guy with yeah. him and just ushers him through that. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was really interesting hearing that quote from Brooks Kepka saying about the most nervous he has been in the past was in his Ryder Cup appearances. Yeah. And you just don't often put nervous with Kepka. He just seems like such yeah. a, an exuding confidence in all scenarios. Um, but I think that's interesting. And I, I think that he, he's a guy who's going to be playing his hardest uh, because one thing I don't think he enjoys is with Liv. Mm-hmm. I think he enjoys the money. Yeah. I think of nobody, anybody would. I get it. I don't think he enjoys the small stage of it. And yeah. we've, we've talked about it before. The, the ratings, the reality is, again, whatever your position is on Liv, the reality is the ratings have been much smaller for Liv events than the, what do you call it, than the PGA Tour events. And I think there's certain PGA Tour events, waste management and otherwise, that I think there's certain times Brooks is on that couch and wishing he was somewhere else. Yep. I think he likes the big stage, and I think that that's going to be a a huge motivating factor. But like I said, not everybody thinks this Kepka pick is uh, is the right thing to do. Yeah, well, the the, the big one, it's Shambly. Of course. You can think of Brandel Shambly in two ways. You can think of him as a guy who's convicted in his opinions and sticks to them, and and whether you like him or not, kind of makes a career out of it, right? So he's going to always be. That's like the a, other side. Like, oh, is it intentional? Yeah. Is it, is it an act? I always need to say something. Yeah. In the opposite. That's what I think. To it is. get because he's been know. doing it for years, right? But he he stirs the pot. He's very consistent in his pot stirring to the point where I, I just wonder sometimes: is it intentional or is it really his feeling? But. These, these quotes come from admittedly a few weeks ago before the picks were completely solidified. This is when he was speculating uh, of whether or not Kepka should have been picked. Um, but he comes right out with it. Shambly says, I think Kepka is bad for the Ryder Cup team. You know, straight out, bad for it. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, Kepka being at the Ryder Cup, regardless of what he does, will not be whether it will be great for the United States or the Ryder Cup. In making, uh, in making his team more cohesive, being all on point, and pointing in the right direction, Brooks Kepka missing this team would be good for the team. <laughs> when did he say that? He said this just uh, as we were winding down the season, and he was just he was kind of right between that where he looked like he was falling out of so the it was top recent. six. We're not talking it was six recent. months ago. Yeah. No. This is right as he was falling out of the top six. Now, where I... I think that that's been completely dispelled is this idea of that effective. What he's saying is that it wouldn't make the team more uh, cohesive. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the fact that the top six guys in were all saying they wanted him there. Right. It kind of negates that. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Um, But here's where in this next quote, Shambly makes it a little bit more than just about the Kepka pick, and he brings it back to Liv. He says, Kepka being on the Ryder Cup is a referendum on Liv. He said, it will be nothing else. It will be nonstop tweets from bots and everyone that supports Liv about how great this is for Liv, more than being about the Ryder Cup. Okay. So okay. what he, he was saying effectively is that picking Kepka will take some of the spotlight off of the Ryder Cup 
and I don't put think it that's back true at all. on Liv, and this will, Liv will use this as a way to validating validating themselves and all that type. of will stuff. Will you see it in the broadcast? Yes. Will they be like drama about it when you got like when they do you know their intros? Like one Liv can like they'll mention it. I don't it. think there'll be a word about it. I think they'll mention it, but I don't think they'll talk about it at all in the broadcast. I think the right. I think the outside the broadcast, the speculative talking, the head, hype reel of. You I don't know, think promotion. anything comes from lit, from the Ryder Cup though. We'll play that up because it's too divisive. Interesting. I think they want cohesiveness. I think that they'll play up previous records. They'll show hype reels of of uh, Brooks Kepka in the previous three that he was True. in. True. I don't Definitely think the do word that. "live" comes out of the the lips of any of the guys. Let's there. see. I think when you have golf channel breaking it down and Shambly's there and he's giving his take you'll hear it he'll there. continue to give his take right. but i think when it comes broadcast time it's gonna be all about the team it's not going to be about this who's on which side yeah. i just i don't see it um but you guys weigh in let us know what do you think about Shambly's take there is there any merit to it you know, let us know in the comments. The comment section is always open. In fact, it's, you know, oftentimes my favorite part is just hearing some of your takes. We try to make sure that we're representing as many different opinions as possible here. And we want you guys to share your opinions. Um, but again, coming back to what do the, the most important people say about this pick? What does the, the actual guys on the team uh, say? And then um, take, look no further than Scotty Scheffler. Um, Scotty even said it, and this is when it was like right yeah. on that cusp of being picked. Um, he said, and this is this was right before the Captain's during the playoffs. Picks. Yes, during an interview. Yep. Scheffler said Brooks. He goes, I mean, I looked at the point points list the other night. Uh, he was about, I think it was thirty points shy, which I think is the equivalent of like thirty thousand dollars throughout the year. If he played one tournament on tour, I think he probably would have been on the team. And he's referencing automatically. Would have been automatic. And then he team. just went silent. It was like a mic drop situation. Yeah. And then he just moved on, which meant to say, like, if he never left, he'd be on the Ryder Cup automatically. Right. So that was, in a lot of ways, that was Scotty Scheffler's public facing mention uh, mm -hmm. of, of his feelings on Kepka. Later, just recently, through this quote, We Want Brooks, we found out that the express sentiment team wise, yep. more directly, was he should be on the team. Mm -hmm. So while Scheffler stopped short of saying it publicly in his press conference, literally the words he should be on the team, he's in a lot of ways saying, like, why wouldn't he be on the team? Right. Right. So let's just do a, let's do a quick pause. Let's do a quick word from our sponsors. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about uh, Tiger Woods involvement. Yeah. How involved mm -hmm. will he be? Will he be there? Won't he be there? Uh, and I also want to talk about the first arrivals of the team, the U.S. team. I saw some guys Jerome. made it out there. They did. Quite a few of them made it out there. And we're going to talk about who made it out, who didn't make it out. So let's do a quick word from our sponsors. We're going to come back and talk about that. Look, we all aspire to outperform the player we were yesterday. This takes practice, commitment, and trusting your golf ball will perform the way you need it to on every type of shot. The new Titleist Pro V1 and Pro V1X are even more advanced yet and help reward your best swings like never before. Both models are longer, even more consistent, and feature unrivaled control. The Pro V1 is the best combination of distance, spin, and feel in the game, and it delivers that penetrating flight. That's the ball I play. I love it. I live and die by it. Mike, you play the Pro V1X. Right. You know, it flies a little bit higher, spins a little bit more in the short game while still giving you that low spin on longer shots to maximize your distance. And really what it comes down to is finding the ball that's fit 
best for you. If you haven't had the opportunity to go and do a full ball fitting, I suggest go and giving it a try. The reason that these balls are subtly different is because as players, we're subtly different. So finding that ball that matches your game and helps to pull the best elements out of your game really is the game changer. So you can find out more about the Pro V1 and Pro V1X, including which is the best choice for your game at Titleist.com. All right, and huge thanks to FootJoy. Got another package in, by the way. The I Hydro series is here, Hydro Tour, Hydro Knit. And let me just tell you guys what this stuff's all about. The Hydro Tour, it's designed to withstand the most extreme weather conditions. And we're going into the fall. The cold weather is, is, is coming. So if you're playing in places like Bandon Dunes or Cabot, if you're fortunate enough to get there hopefully soon, you're going to need Hydro Tour. Um, oh, this stuff looks so great. And I love it because like, it's waterproof. It just keeps you dry. We'll come back to that in another day. But here's what's great. There's Hydro Knit. So there's a lot of different different styles in uh, in the series. And HydroKnit, if you're playing places like Torrey Pines or a place like Sand Valley, wink, wink, mm -hmm. all right, uh, you might want to go in with the HydroKnit. I mean, that one feels like a mid-layer, protects like a rain jacket. It's stretchable. It's waterproof, breathable, easily packable. Yeah, had it multiple times in Myrtle Beach. Yeah, absolutely. Threw in the bag, so light, and you get that little drizzle, you throw it on, you stay dry. Yeah, totally. And you can wear it throughout a round. It's cool. Uh, for cool weather, you get that lake effect. I mean, we'll be wearing it in a couple of weeks, uh, pretty much all fall, because we're heading up to Massachusetts, maybe Vermont. we got a lot of fall northeast golf coming, and the Hydro Series is going to save our life. It is sad to hear the cold weather's coming, but the good news is allows us to play golf. FootJoy allows us to play golf all the way, at least through November. Yeah. Right. So, guys, go check out FootJoy.com for the Hydro Series. Get yourself a lot of it so that you could play as long as possible this year. All right. So a bit of the unfortunate news. I think a lot of us would have really loved to have seen Tiger uh, out there. You know, we've seen him before in a vice captain role and things like that. Mm -hmm. I think there's no denying that if there's any U.S. team, whether it's President's Cup or Ryder Cup, Tiger is always looming large. You yeah, know, in always. a lot of ways, he is an unofficial captain, no matter his status. No matter. Because we know that he is a, a massive support for these guys. Um, we know that he's a, he's a big-time coach of a lot of the guys yeah. in a lot of ways. In that, and, and I don't mean a swing coach. I mean a guy who coaches them through the ups and the downs. Mm -hmm. There's no denying. I, I'm sure of it. He's in a guy like Justin Thomas's ear right now, helping those guys out. Um, it, it, it's a lot of ways. I think of it like how Michael Jordan, right? Yeah, is right. a guy who, who has in the past reached out to other high level elite players in multiple sports and is able to give a bit of insight that no one else is able to give. Yeah. So I would have loved nothing more than to see him there. I know with the injuries and things like that, give him, give him a golf cart, get, let him bounce around. But unfortunately, Zach Johnson just uh, officially made this official and told everyone last week that Tiger will not be making the trip out to Rome. I'm going to assume it's commitments of both uh, his injury, but also as it becomes more and more of leaning into being a dad. You know, we're really right. seeing Charlie start to excel in mm -hmm. his own journey and we're seeing Tiger there. You know, the yeah. most recent Tiger spotting was once again, him there alongside of his son, coaching him in a junior event. So yeah. I think Tiger's putting a heavy priority there as well. I don't want to speak from his exact reasons for not attending. I can only type of uh, surmise this, but um, I don't know, Mike, I would love yeah. to see him there. I mean, everyone would. Yeah. Just anytime you see Tiger, I mean, the golf world lights up. 
it's it's always going to be that way. Um, and you're right. I mean, just having him there in the team room, I mean, the, the stuff you learn from that guy probably being on the Ryder Cup, it's almost like, remember those old MasterCard commercials where it's like, it would be like uh, airfare to Rome, like playing in the Ryder Cup, X amount, you know, X amount, and then like spending the week with Tiger Woods, priceless. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like that's one of the perks yes. of the Ryder Cup. Yes. You get to spend the week with Tiger. It's like, oh, great. That's yeah. all I care about. You know, I mean, like guys like Max Homa and who've like idolized him, and now all these guys have idolized him, but um, to not have that kind of stinks, but... Well, talk a lot yeah. about, like we said before, bringing the rookies along, the experience that yes. just emanates from a guy like Tiger. Right. Um, right. But even just the motivation. Imagine you're playing your singles match and it's a hard fought match and you're just thinking, Tiger's there on 18 waiting for me. Mm hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I get a little bit right, yeah. a little bit more motivation to get in there and get that that congratulatory high five from Tiger on the way yeah. in. I mean, sorry, Zach Johnson, but I don't want to let Tiger down. I don't care about you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sorry. You know, I like I'd feel a little you know fine if I let you down, but Tiger, I would just not be able to play golf ever again. That's so. what I say about it. very. Would he make players more nervous being there, Tiger? Unofficial cap or not? Uh, would it work against him? Got a guy, got like Wyndham Clark coming up. I mean, I think. <laughs> Tiger would make a guy like us nervous playing in front of but him, not those but guys. not these guys. Yeah. I think it's it's more so the support. But unfortunately, it is what it is. Uh, the good news is I, I'm sure we'll see Tiger at many Ryder Cup events yeah. going forward totally. in, in captain or vice captain capacities. Uh, but it's still, you know, the health. He still underwent that surgery. He still has... You know, he was captain and player at the President's Cup last <laughs> yeah. time, right? Yeah. Maybe like he sat himself in the final day or something. It, look, I, again, I just love it. Him on those teams being there, it's just like it's going to be missed. Everyone loves it. The fans love it. The ratings love it. Everyone loves it. Of course. Um, so that's a big one. But recently, like I said, we had um, the guys arriving in Rome. Um, Boys now, getaway trip. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, not everyone was there. Um, we saw guys like Jordan Spieth uh, was not there. Um, this there was there were some family commitments. There is a couple of guys going through some things, not bad things, no. but just you know, there's some pregnancies and things like that, right? I don't think there's anything that needs to be read into this too deep. No, not at all. I think that this was these were just very, can't make it right. Very early practice rounds. This is an early preview of the course. Uh, we still have some other guys who are going to be gearing up, and spent more on the European side to play in some some DP events mm -hmm. that are still ongoing. Uh, so there's going to be some work there. But th look, it's still it's a home game for the European team. This is still European soil. Yep. Um, so it's not unwise for for Zach to take whoever is available over there couple weeks ahead let's get a couple practice rounds in let's preview the course there's no doubt that they'll be there a week ahead yep. the whole team i'm sure will be there a week ahead they'll be getting those that practice team photo rounds was in. epic with Furyk's shirt oh how funny was that yeah he wore the 99 Ryder cup uniform yeah shows like they're all getting along in those photos yeah and who's there standing right behind him brooks was hands on his shoulders brooks kapka mr pj tour himself yeah <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> i know uh yeah I, that, you gotta love it I, and that's one of some of my favorite aspects of yeah. the Ryder cup is when you get some of that that cross-generational team camaraderie yeah you it's know? cool to see like stricker that was some guys. shirt too some shirt the ugliest thing ever i know hey, that's I want the war on the shore right war on the shore yeah that was um what do you call kiwa? it kiwa 99 ocean course <laughs> bring it back to bring kiwa. It back. another place we're probably going next year can't wait yeah um i wanted to ask you this question um you think it's a good idea or a bad idea for justin thomas to now be playing in the fortinet this week because he can miss the cut and have shoot another 80 and have the lowest confidence in the world going to Rome. Or maybe it's his last-ditch effort to figure something out. I think it's a wise idea for him to play. Okay. 
I think that these guys, at the end of the day, competitive golf is something vastly different than any other form of golf. True. And I think you need the reps put in both just in your practice rounds and and in competition. And yeah. yeah, And I think he's on the team. Mm -hmm. He in a way has nothing to lose that way. If he had an abysmal performance, they're not going to take him off the team. Right. Right. So he's on the team. The upside for him is only that he can get a last confidence builder in. Um, Which is everything in golf. Something clicks. It really is. Now you're on a stride and you're on a tear. So I think it's a it's a wise decision to play. I think it's a wise, he's not injured. There's no other reason that I can think of to sit out. And now there's bigger things to think about for a guy like Justin Thomas and the Ryder Cup, which seems crazy to say. Yeah. But think about it like this. He's had such a tough season. He's now has to start to earn his way back into elevated events. Right. By missing the the by missing the tour championship, he missed one huge exemption that a lot of guys can get into the elevated events, which is being in that tour championship, yeah, being in the FedEx Cup playoffs. Yep. So now he's now playing, he's got to think beyond the Ryder Cup and he's got to think my season. I need to get a win under my belt. I need to get some fast yeah. points under my so belt. So we're going to see him a lot in the fall series trying to earn his way onto that elevated ascent. You'll probably see that. To me, you see him at the RSM and things like that. I think to me, it's a smart decision yeah. for him to say, "Let me accrue some of those lower hanging fruit yeah, FedEx right. Cup points now, while I can." But but who knows? I think being in competition, I think, was something that'll keep him kind of in gear. I think it would be tougher for him, having missed the FedEx Cup playoffs, to go almost a month and a half, two months almost, yeah. without being in competition and have your first competition being at the Ryder Cup, I don't know. I think it was a wise decision for him to, to put some competition in there. Yeah, I like it. And I think that's a pretty stacked Ryder Cup field. I think you got Cantlay, Xander, you got Homa, past winner, two-time winner. Yeah. So you're going to see probably a last Ryder Cup ditch effort. I wonder if they strategically placed the Fortinet before the Ryder Cup for that reason. I don't know. I don't know, but it, like I, said, I think it's a way to say, let's stay in form, guys. You know, that, a lot of yeah. the guys were playing in, you know, they had just finished up the, the FedEx Cup, and they mm-hmm. were, a lot of the guys made it to East Lake. But for the guys who didn't, you don't want that big of a gap. You yeah. want to be able to get out there and play. So anyway, lots of, lots of, of course, to continue to watch as we get closer. At least we know the teams are set, and we know one of those guys is a live guy. It's Brooks Kepka. Weigh in with your thoughts in the comments. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We're going to continue to gear up. And here on the YouTube channel specifically, listen, if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, know that too on the YouTube channel, the Golf Podcast YouTube channel, we're going to be continuing to hit you guys with clips or any type of news that unfolds as it unfolds. So make sure you subscribe over there as well, uh, especially those those quick hitters. Like when something happens, we hop in here in the booth real quick and we give you guys an update and our take on it. So we'll have a lot more to come as we get closer to the big date, but it's, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming play. and definitely subscribe for that Monday morning quarterback for the day after because we're going to break it all down for you guys. 100%. All right, guys, subscribe. We'll see you in the next episode.